0: Thanks for the opportunity, bro. Thanks for sharing your project with me. <laughs> That's
1: good. It's um, mean. Yeah, happy that we're finally getting it underway. Straight up.
0: It's a mean, I think, like, even in the podcast world where it's so saturated, I don't think there can be enough podcasts that talk about this kind of stuff about mental health.
1: Yeah, 100%. Especially just op- being able to open up and talk about it so freely and comfortably yeah. on a platform hopefully we can kind of encourage others to do the same yeah bro especially the especially
0: the dudes bro you know what i mean yeah. like guys in new zealand all over the world but especially in new zealand have such a problem with with talking about this shit yeah. so i think the more people that get involved doing this stuff the more like it's inspiring others to kind of come out and talk about their story which is which is so key bro because we've got some pretty shocking like mental illness statistics. NZ, mm. especially amongst men especially amongst maori and pacific island men as well yeah so Andrew, this kind of stuff is just like it's what it's what we need to be doing you know to yeah. help the movement along but yeah what was it that kind of got you to the point where you thought right, i gotta do something here i gotta like start making you know something like this to help other people
1: like what yeah what got you there um pretty much it all started bro so I guess the name of this podcast is Better Sunday Club. And that whole name... Don't forget it. (laughs) (laughs) That whole name came about through a good mate of mine, him and I. Um, We just used to go for a run on a Sunday. And at the time, I don't think many people knew, or not even himself, really knew what I was going through. And it was probably the lowest I'd ever been. Um, Like, I was self-harming, not telling anyone, and just kind of going through each day hoping... That the next one would get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was like there was ups, like mean times, heaps of fun, but then there were real lows as well. Mm. So, yeah, better Sunday Club came about because him and I would just go for a run on a Sunday, and it was like the end of the week where I could just clear my head, yeah, reset, and kind of get started for the week ahead. Yeah, and it was probably the biggest turning point in my life where I found things. Starting to get better yeah. and starting to improve, and yeah, everything just started to look up from there. Yeah, and then I guess the whole environment in which we're trying to create this podcast around is related to that because I think everyone deserves that better Sunday, mm-hmm. and regardless of where you put it, if it's gonna be in terms of like a point in your life or you know, like literally the end of the week, it's mm-hmm. just always. The end of something and the start of something new. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. doing it before <laughs> you know it's too late, mm. um, and just being comfortable about it. And I guess that's what that run on the Sunday really helped me to do. Yeah, um, just to be comfortable and admit to what was going on, and just to kind of say, "Hey, look, this is completely normal." Yeah, heaps of people go through it. Um, you know, you don't have to feel afraid or try hide it because it's something that heaps of people have and. you can just get through it and Mm. better yourself and kind of improve from there on
0: 100 percent, bro and it's a tough thing you do it's a tough thing you've done actually because you've kind of i know from my experience like it's so easy to run from problems to kind of just keep them behind you you know and it takes a real like it takes real strength to actually like wheel round yeah. 180 and face that shit and be like right like I got to change something you know because yep. if you don't change even just the little things nothing you you kind of just end up in this perpetual circle you know where you just constantly like stuck in the same routines and the same shit and yeah. it's 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 pretty scary bro because you can't really see it when you're in it sometimes and i find that like sometimes you, you mean, hey? it takes something or someone to kind of shake you out of it like, mm. i don't know if that was necessarily the case for you it definitely was for me but yep. To kind of just someone to just like almost grab you like and just be like bro you're not all good you need you need to be you know you need to do something to get you out of this but you've done the hardest thing right there bro it's just facing it you know and there's so many people out there who are having so much trouble with that so i think that you being vocal about your story and how Mm. your journey is really gonna illuminate kind of a path for a lot of people you know yeah and that's 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 an awesome thing you know that's massive
1: i think that's sort of what brought us together as well as um you having your articles that you would write about you know like mental health and just um different things to kind of better people's lives and Mm. I came across that unbeknownst to me through a mutual friend of ours he actually connected us afterwards and turns out 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 that yeah (laughs) shout shout out out to the bro (laughs) um that we had already followed each other and it was kind of that connection that we're on the same path and Mm. Here we are now sharing both of our journeys with you guys to improve your lives and um, ideally we want to be the podcast for those that matter because to us any little improvement that we can share to you guys is just going to help and improve someone's lives because you know we've been there before in the lows and um, I mean we might not be able to relate to some of your stories but we've still been in a dark time and we know that you can get out of it and stuff does get better. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah.
0: 100%, bro. And that's, yeah, and it's like you pretty much hit the nail on the head there, bro. Like, that's exactly why I started writing that stuff, yep. you know, and started just sharing because I feel like if you can be open with people, then it inspires them to be open as well. You know, I just wanted people to read that, even if they never, like, because when I posted the first kind of couple of those articles, I had people hit me up on Instagram who I hadn't spoken to in like years bro like since high school and stuff being like bro thank you for sharing that like that's massive Mm -hmm. like I'm going through that but it's nice to know that I'm not alone but at the same time like even if nobody hit me up even if no one messaged me and just one person saw that and read it and felt like fuck okay I'm not the only one going through that then I would consider that a success you know it wouldn't matter if it was one person or a thousand at the end of the day if you can make if you can kind of uplift one person and make them feel like they're in a more safe environment in their own mind, then fuck like you're doing you're doing pretty well, so that's yep. kind of all I ever hoped for that sort of project, and it's a good reminder to actually put some more stuff out to be honest, because I'm sitting on like so much shit that I've written, but just <laughs> yeah. but it's just chilling bro like doing nobody any good, mm. so
1: well, I think now um' given what we're creating here for you guys, it's kind of a platform where we can utilize your views, my views and like what we have to mm. kind of help people and just, you know, mm. put it out there for everyone to see.
0: Yeah. And that's key. Multiple perspectives is, yep. is everything, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like you said before, like we, we can't always relate to everyone's struggle. But at the same time, we're all on us on the same journey in the sense that we have to kind of overcome these obstacles and these yeah. mental barriers and stuff. So forever for yeah, if, if, if there's people listening or, or watching this, like, our goal is literally just to make you feel like you aren't alone, to help you yep. move forward. And if we can do
1: that then fuck, like, I'll be happy, you know, at the end of the day. Exactly, man. That like, yeah, that's what we're about here. And um I guess I like, said before, being the podcast for those that matter and just collaborating ideas together to improve mm-hmm. um the life of someone or, you know, their well being, just any little thing. Yeah. To really spark that chat and get people going get them motivated absolutely just get people moving forward
0: i think going forward as well it'd be pretty cool to hear like once this is out and people have kind of heard it and heard what we're about and stuff i think it'd be pretty cool to get you guys get your stories you know yep. if people are happy to share you know whether it's anonymously or if anyone ever wants to come on as well and share their story and if they think it can help if you think it can help someone yep. or anyone then fuck, that would be a pretty cool little feature to have on here i reckon yeah eh?
1: I mean, because our our aim for this as well is we just want to incorporate, you know, like businesses, people, um, you know, whether it be like sports players, just anyone really, because we've all gone through the highs and the lows. And just get people from different aspects of life to share their stories with you guys so that you can understand from different perspectives of people that, you know, like they've been in places before, they've gotten out of it. Um, Maybe they haven't gotten out of it, they're still struggling, but they're still sparking the chat with us. And it's a step forward. It's that first step of just saying, hey, look, like, I'm open and honest about this. I'm being raw and real. Mm. And that, like, I'm here to share with you guys and just being completely comfortable with that.
0: And that's key, bro, you know, and especially, like, because we, we live in this social media age, man, where, like, you know, you can, you could if you spend a lot of time on social media, for the most part, you're only ever going to see the highlights of people's lives. Yeah. You're never going to see, like, with a few exceptions, you're never really going to see people like if they're breaking down, if they're like really struggling, you never see that, you know, and social media is such an illusion. So mm. if you're going through something and you're on, so you're scrolling through, you're seeing everyone's happy with their new girlfriend and you're like, oh, that's dope. You know, everyone's just stoked. And I'm over here like, you know, heartbroken or whatever. It's pretty fair. Yeah. Like I understand why people feel alone and so like ostracized because they're seeing that and they're like fuck, everyone else is just stoked, thriving, living their life, but I'm over here suffering, you know? Yeah. And that's the social media thing, man. And that's why it's so, like, it's so important that people know that everybody knows that it is just an illusion, you know what yeah. I mean? Everybody's fighting a battle, like, no matter how big or small, everyone's, you know, got something going on, and it's it's just, it's definitely, I see why people get caught up in the whole, social media image thing you know because everyone just wants everyone has an idea of what they want people to see them as yeah you know and they kind of do everything they can to maintain that image but i think like last year when i first started writing this stuff or sharing it i was just like no i don't want people to think i'm a certain way when i'm not i want what they see on social media to be what i am you know what i mean and it's cool if you want to be like private and you don't have to share that's that's totally cool but for me like i knew that i just wanted to be open and i wanted Mm. people to see me for what i was rather than just this kind of fake illusion version of myself you know
1: yeah i feel that bro like i got to a point too i was the same i was just kind of caught up in that whole world of like oh i should just post this because it it looks cool and just kind of wanted Mm. people to think that i was happy and doing well Mm. when really like (laughs) like my life was well not shit, but you know, like, it felt pretty Things bad. Things weren't what they actually to Yeah, and it was just to be. Yeah. kind of me posting what I felt was good to just get validation to be like, oh, yeah, like, you're all right. And then mm. I don't know what it was. It just got to a point where I was like, this is stupid. Like, I didn't actually know why I'm doing it. And mm. then I actually deleted, like, all my social media, like, everything off my um, Instagram. Yeah. And cause I think for those that don't know who are listening to the podcast, because I'm a photographer, so to me that was kind of, like, a big thing because that was like my passion that i kind of just taken off and mm. like put it to the side like for me photos is a way that I find happiness as well like mm. taking them and people looking at them but um, yeah now though like I mean it's pretty good I just kind of pop up what I find inspires me or what is kind of interesting to others in a way mm. and because it's not like fake or anything it's just me being me or like doing what I do, and I think it's the same for you with your posts that you put up, like they're raw Mm. and they're real and they're honest. Um, And I guess those components kind of brought us together for this podcast here, because that's what we're doing right now. Like, um, I think the whole thing about the podcast too is that we're not hiding any flaws or Mm. anything like, Mm. you know, it's not perfect. I mean, this is our first one as people know, so. This is the maiden voyage right here. Yeah, we're so just you gotta go easy on us. Here you know? to kind of, but yeah, just be real and yeah, help people. That's it, man.
0: And at the same, you know, like at the same time, like we've we've had different journeys, but I think our end goal is ultimately the same. It's just yeah. to to find happiness, bro, and find that inner peace that so many people spend their whole life chasing and never actually find. So, yeah. I think we just yeah, we've we've kind of the, I think we're the first generation to come through that's actually started to talk about this stuff because I know that like historically, like if you look at my my parents, my grandparents especially, like that's a generation of people who just didn't talk about their feelings, bro, you know what I mean? Like, And that's, I think that our generation and below are like really kicking those doors down, which is massive, you know, it's so massive. And I see like so many positive mental health movements, like, you know, from like stuff like Movember all the way down to like just people doing their own little podcast and whatnot. But it's a good start, but I think we still have a long way to go. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, like, New Zealand's got, like, I think it's the highest highest youth suicide rate in the developed world, you know? Like, that's shocking, man. Yeah. Youth, we're talking about kids. So. So, like, literally, yeah. kids have got their whole lives ahead of them, you know? So we've got a lot of work to do, but, yeah, like, Quinn and I, we're kind of trying to make this as real as possible and as raw as possible, I think, eh? Hey? Like, because mm. we just don't want to put any kind of filter on it. We don't want to put any kind of just bullshit around it really it's got to be as real as it can be because yeah. otherwise we're not being true to to anyone who who might get something out of this you know we've got to be real yeah. as real as we can
1: i think i'm going into what's a bit real now bro i mean pretty keen to kind of share our stories yeah bro absolutely um, of what kick took us off. on this mental health journey so yeah, yeah kick it off yeah um i guess do you want to do you want to start that though
0: or i can start bro yeah um I think a lot of people like because I've I've shared elements of mm. of how I got to where I where I was when I was in at, at you know rock bottom. But I don't yeah. think anyone really knows how I how I got there. I think for a long time like I I had um you know I had a lot of sort of dark thoughts, but I would constantly bottle them up. You know because I would think to myself like that's that's not me you know what I mean I'd be like I'm not a I'm not a depressed dude like I'm not a sad guy I'm like the fucking I used to think I was the fucking life of the party and all this shit you know so I would in my head I was just like nah 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 nah, I'm not I'm not depressed I can't be I can't be sad about anything you know um and then like it got to the point where you know I got caught up in like obviously the the party lifestyle you know that became like a huge Mm. obstacle for me but it's hard because like when everyone your age is doing the same thing you kind of tell yourself that what you're doing to you, what you're doing to your body and your brain is okay, because you yeah. look around and you see everyone else doing it. So it's like, if everyone's doing it, how bad can it be, you know? But I think um, I had like, without going into too much detail, I came into like a lot of money a few years ago, um, and it's just I took some time off work because I was just stoked. I had all this cash. I was 21 years old. I was cashed up, and I started living a life that I couldn't sustain, and yeah. that was just partying a lot it was drugs you know it was just doing a lot of shit that was really out of character for me but you know it was it felt like it was something i should be doing cuz i was like oh, i'm 21 i'm 22 you know like yeah. this is what 21 year olds do man like i need to be constantly just partying and just trying to outrun these these feelings i had and, and i was dating someone at the time on and off and i couldn't see it at the time but now like i i was looking back i like was so um emotionally unavailable for her mm. and that that just cut me up man cuz she she was is like one of the most incredible people in the yeah. world and i was making her suffer basically cuz i was just i would ignore her i would just like so, i was so hot and cold with her and mm. it was so messed up and i i it breaks my heart that i only saw it a couple of years later like now when i'm looking back and yeah. i'm like i'm off drugs and i'm doing you know good things with my life i can see okay. what i was and I was just I was in love with her but I didn't know how to express it and it's just like every single time I'd have a bad thought or something that would create like a something I didn't want to face I would just ignore it by numbing myself with yeah. whatever I could you know and I think things really spiraled out of control properly when I moved over to Melbourne in uh early 2019 and um I was just, I, I moved over there real uh, impulsively. You know, I was kind of like, I'd been over there to visit. I loved it there. Mm-hmm. I had friends there. And I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to move. You know, I pretty much decided in like the space of two weeks. And then like a month later, I was fuck gone. Up. you know what I mean? Like it was, it was fucking rushed, man. And I yes. was just, I was sort of just thinking like, yeah, no, this is a new opportunity for me to start fresh. Like I can get away from all of that stuff. But that's number one lesson right there is you, you cannot outrun the stuff you've left behind, like especially yeah. emotional trauma or people that you've hurt or people that have hurt you, you you can't outrun that. You know, you have to face it. Yeah. And I got over there. I was working in a job in an industry that I didn't really like. It was a good job, but like I mean, good people, but I, I it just wasn't for me. And I was just, I got to the point where like I started using Coke quite a bit, you know, and it was yeah. easy to get, you know, I, like I said, I had a lot of money at the time, so it was no big deal. And I was just, every weekend, like I found like the weeks would just be, uh, that would almost be like, I was on autopilot like Monday to Friday. I was just, I was just yeah. existing. You know what I mean? Like I was holding out for the weekend. I put on a bunch of weight. Like I looked like a fat dude. Like I was fat bro. Like it was, it was not cool. <laughs> it was, I looked like melted ice cream with my shirt off. Eh? But which is weird. Cause like I'd always looked after myself physically and stuff and then, mm. but yeah, I was just living for the weekend bro. So I could finish work. I could, you know, get drunk, get high and forget about everything you know yep. because when you're high when you're up like that high you you can't feel anything anymore you know mm. and so it all fast forward a few months and like it was just that every weekend, you know and I, I was just just benders and all this stuff and there was a couple of times where I tried to get myself back on track but I just couldn't and because I was I had really good friends in Melbourne, but I'd only known them a short amount of time you know and they were great people and stuff but they didn't know my full history like say my my mates back in nz would have you know yeah so i didn't have the same support crew i mean if i had reached out to them they would have absolutely helped me but i didn't have i just i just couldn't bring myself to do that like mm. i know you know what that's like you know sometimes you just you want to talk to someone yeah but you just can't and it all kind of spiraled at like it fully hit rock bottom with uh a suicide attempt and buckle up it's gonna get real here folks um so i was i finished work one day it was a real shitty day like it was just one of the worst days i'd had nothing was going right i walked home i got off the train and walked home and there was the pub. there's this pub like a few kind of like 100 meters up the road from Mm. our place and i stopped there just like fuck it i need a beer kind of thing and like two hours later i was still there i'd probably drank like Six, seven, eight beers, something like that. So I was, I was drunk, you know what I mean. Yeah. And there's, a, um, there's a train line that runs, uh, pretty much, almost parallel with our, like, well, our neighborhood. Basically, it runs through, and through the neighborhood, essentially. So, I always used to walk past the, 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 um, the overpass over the tracks every time I went to the gym because it was right next to it. So I knew where it was. So I was like, I st- just stumbled out of this bar. I Still remember it so clearly, and I just walked up the road to where this bridge was. And I just stood on the edge of this bridge, just like my hands on the edge of it, just looking down at the tracks for like probably 20 minutes. And I just remember this, this dude who I had never met, never seen in my life, complete stranger. He walked past me, I heard him walk past behind me and I heard him stop and he kind of like turned and I just felt this hand on my shoulder and I was like, and as soon as, cause I and he just was like, "Mate, are you okay?" And as soon as I felt that hand there, I just started crying, bro, like uncontrollably. I don't know what it was. I think I just the, the true nature of mm. what I was about to do just kicked in. And this dude, bro, and I, I honestly, I I tr- I tried to find him. I couldn't even like I didn't remember his name because I was drunk and I was a mess. And but this guy, like, I made it my last mission to find him because he pretty much saved my life. The next thing he did was he grabbed my shoulder, he turned me to face him and I was just crying bro. And I just, I kept telling him to go home. I just kept telling him to go home and he just wouldn't. He just grabbed me, this stranger, and he just hugged me and he wouldn't let me go. And he was asking me all these questions while he was holding me, he was just being like, you know, tell me about your family, tell me about your friends, you know. And this guy like, I I just like, I couldn't even talk bro, I was sobbing like just, and I just kept telling him bro like, this doesn't concern you, like go home, like, don't make this your problem. And he just wouldn't, like this dude just wouldn't let me go. Like, I don't even know who he is now. I can barely remember his face, but he like, he saved my life, bro. And then he, by this point, other people would kind of realize what was going on. And someone called an ambulance and the cops came and like, they kind of just, they were awesome as well. They just like talked talk me down. Like, and this dude stayed here the whole time mm. with me. And then yeah, the, like, the paramedics came over they put a needle in my arm, like a sedative, just to kind of chill me out. And then the next thing I remember, I'm waking up in a hospital bed, like, what the fuck happened? You know, my two my two flatmates, my housemates at the time, were there, like, just distraught, bro, like, heartbroken. And shout out to them as well, shout out to Alice and Zane, you guys are the real the realest people I've ever met, and you guys are two of my best friends, but they came through, and, and from there it was like, all right, when, once I got a clear head, my dad flew over like the next day yeah. to see me like, I had a big, big cordial with him. And it was just like, in those moments like, I, I was just like, fuck, I gotta do something, man. I gotta change this. I don't ever wanna be in this place again, you mm. know? And from there, it was a very, very slow journey. I moved back to NZ pretty much straight away because I kinda just had to, you know? Um, and it was it was just like this, this journey, man, and I got back, I still had this like drug, problem thing going on and my mum was just like it was the most heartbreaking thing actually my mum was came in one day and she just said like she doesn't even recognize me and that was one of the most it still haunts me in a way like I'm glad she said it to me because it really like slapped me in the face and was just like bro you your mum doesn't your own mum my mum is the most amazing woman by the way she she doesn't even know who you are anymore and that coming from someone you love that much is just like it's sobering you know yeah and from there you just got to be like fuck I got to get my shit together. So fast forward this is like yeah what are we 2021? So this is like yeah 2 years ago now basically. And I've just been through therapy and like I've just got my shit right, you know. I got out of this relationship and respect to her because it was best for everybody to go our separate ways. And I've got nothing but love and respect for her now. And I hope she can heal from that experience as much as I've healed from it. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, bro, I just started doing everything right over the years, you know, working out, eating right, drinking less, kick the drug thing. Um, got a good job, surrounded myself with people that I just, I loved and people I wanted to be like, and then, yeah. And it just pulled me out, bro. And now today I'm like in a better place and so much like the best place I've ever been in actually and it's it's liberating you know I feel mm. like a new man and uh I just implore anyone who hears a little bit of themselves and the story I just told to yes. just message me like message Quinn like message someone just to take that first step to pulling yourself out mm. because once you take that first step everything seems a little bit easier you know so whew, that's me
1: that was heavy bro yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: so that's so if you think that i'm not qualified to talk about this stuff like i've i've been through it man but like i said you know it's important we share this shit because there's people out there who are too scared to s- of being judged to sh- mm. share their story and like if, if i can share mine publicly like that then yeah. you know anyone can you know what i mean? think
1: yeah you're like just totally right bro and that whole that whole journey you just shared um and just, yeah, like, as you said, literally just that first step, Um, like, it's pretty, like, yeah, it's fucking tough. Like, it's
0: real tough, bro. Like, like yeah, like,
1: excuse my language if anyone's listening. But Yeah, 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 sorry, just, we have been swearing, oh, I've been swearing a lot, so <laughs> sorry everybody for that. But just, yeah, like, I didn't really know how else to put it, but mm. <clears throat> it's so hard being honest with yourself and others when you're in that space, because... Mm. Like when your head's not right you you can't really think of what others might be trying to like think about you mm. um
0: yeah or the, the whole self-image thing becomes so
1: prevalent yeah, you know it's you like think, you, you don't want people like to see
0: you a certain way you're like mm. I, I want people to think i've got it together you know i don't want to be seen yeah. as being weak and that's the problem is that it's not weakness man like talking about it sharing your your story is strength of the highest kind and order like yeah. period there's there's no such thing as weakness when it comes to sharing this stuff
1: like it's a hard thing eh? I know I guess I'll kind of go a little bit into what happened with myself but um, yeah bro yeah yeah share that yeah you kind of hide things and it becomes normal because you don't want people to know that you're in this space that's so hard to get out of and like it's weird because every time you hide something you continue to do it and then you end Mm. up hiding it with other things like what you said Mm. like you know first thing you might not talk about it and the next minute you're using drugs to make yourself happy so that exactly. people can see yourself in a better mm. state or mm. you're drinking to forget about the emotions attached to it mm. and like all these little things kind of trigger your emotions and then you end up attaching it to something that's essentially healing you but it's mm. not mm. Yeah. like it's just a little quick fix and then next minute you know you're in that same path again mm. and it's just that repeat cycle
0: 100% Yeah,
1: and like I'm 100% with you, Brian, I understand you with what you're talking about because I started to do the same. Mm. Like, I think when I first sort of started going through stuff, I mean, like, I know I was real little, I didn't realize what it was, but I used to get little bits of it and, like, kind of self-harming that, but I had no idea because I was so little, I just thought it was a part of growing up. I was mm. like, oh, you know, maybe I'm just maturing and, like, just going through all these little changes, but, mm. I don't think it was that, like, I mean, I used to, like, try slam my head up against walls and stuff, bro. It was, like, just real weird, like, stupid stuff that I thought was just normal. Mm. But it's just because I would try to, like, knock myself out to make myself not have to go through anything. Mm. Wow. And, like I mean, when I was young, like, my parents went through a breakup. And, I mean, like, a lot of people probably can relate. But I was only six at the time and it was, like, real hard to deal with because mm. there was just <laughs> way too many changes going on. Mm. But then from there, I guess, fast forward up until when I was in high school, everything had been like perfect, right? I had like amazing friends, amazing family. Everything was so cool. Like I was competing in a couple of different sports and doing pretty well at them. And just, you know, living life, having fun, normal teenager. Mm -hmm. And then I guess a lot of that changed where I had this real big um, mountain bike accident where um, it wasn't an international event and I fell from pretty high straight onto my head. Nice. Um, I mean, I didn't get knocked out, but I was blacked out for quite a while. Yeah. But sort of around that same time, the healing process of it took a long, long time. And I, I didn't really know who I was anymore. Mm. Um, and I hadn't really looked into concussion enough. Like I didn't really get checked out properly. And I didn't know that it was as serious as what it was. Yeah, yeah. But. I had the concussion and it lasted for like four months. And that was like the worst parts of it. Mm. That was just the beginning. Mm. And I guess that was, when was that, 2017. And so that was my last year of school. Mm. And it was just crazy, bro. Like I pretty much went to school, sat there for a whole day, didn't really know how I was. Like my mind was just blank. I couldn't hold conversations with people, couldn't focus at
2: all. Like
1: everything would just fly over the top of my head. Mm. And people would constantly ask like, bro, are you on drugs or something? And mm. I was like, nah, like I'm fine. But it's crazy
0: you know, that it's that's just, what they first go to eh? Yeah, like not, Hey bro, are you okay. Like something happened. It's just, bro, are you on mm. drugs.
1: Like people just thought, you know, I was just being like a teenager, just doing dumb shit and not focusing, but mm. it started to spiral down further. Cause the year straight after that, I went into studying straight away and I hadn't healed properly. Mm. And, um, yeah, like, I found it real hard to try and navigate my way through what I was, um, studying. And, like, shit just wasn't good, eh? Mm. I Mm. I just wasn't healed right, and my head was still bothering me. Um, yeah, and I just kind of went into this dark hole where, like, I'd just get home, bro, and I'd just start crying all the time, like, Mm. and just be, like, this big sob, bro, like, it was just, yeah, it's kind of weird to explain because, I mean, like, people have probably gone through it and they might understand. Mm, mm. But I just didn't know who I was anymore. Mm. And because my head hadn't healed properly, it was just the same triggers, like, on and on and on. Mm. Um, Yeah, and then, I guess, throughout that whole year, stuff just wasn't right. Like, yeah. I was still in a hole, still feeling sorry for myself all the time. And, like, I just had no motivation to really be who I was anymore or try Mm. become something Mm. and then I started self-harming because it was an outlet for my emotions so Mm. I didn't really show anyone but like same thing as what I used to do when I was little bro like I started trying to like hit my head on stuff to knock myself out I'd like punch myself or like scratch my nails into myself to like leave these marks Mm. on me but the thing is is like When i do it, I knew that it was pain, but for me, it was just, like, a release of all those emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, everything felt better whenever I did it. Mm. And I guess what you said before, like, standing on that bridge, on the edge of that railway track, just looking down, like, the same thing. It's just all that pain is just, like, just feels like it's gone or, like, it's going to leave. Yeah. And then yeah i just continually started doing that and no one knew like no one knew at all that i was the lowest i'd ever been Mm. and i mean like i had thoughts of killing myself Mm. like they were there i mean I wasn't initiated like i knew that i wouldn't go out and do it but i was constantly reminding myself like thinking you know if i did this would it be easier
2: Mm. Mm.
1: and I guess yeah, like I knew I wouldn't go do it, but it was still the f- fact that it was crossing my mind, like maybe, maybe it would be easier, mm. and that was real scary. And it is fucking scary, man. But yeah, it just kind of still same thing. Like started spiraling down again. Didn't really have any motivation to do stuff. Mm. Um. And then yeah, I guess end of twenty eighteen. I was old enough to go to R&V. So I went there, like, went with all my mates and stuff and had a mean time. Mm. But then, like, I found drugs there. And mm. so, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, tons of people do it. And, like, you know, it's not an uncommon thing these days. No,
0: no. Like, it is not. pretty normal. Yeah, yeah, to people, Especially um,
1: young, like, our generation. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I went out and, like, Pretty much tried MDMA for the first time and just did heaps of it mm. and found that I had the most amazing time of my life mm. but then that was just for that short period and I was sweet but then straight after once that summer period had ended and I was off the, like hadn't really been doing drugs and that or drinking as much
2: mm.
1: I was back into the same pattern yeah interesting I was just back into the low I was like oh, okay so I've just found something new yeah like the self-harm was making me feel better. And then I had the drugs and it was like, okay, now I feel better from the drugs. Mm. But then it was like, yeah. at the end of it, what next? Mm. I was just back into that same mm. rut again. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess because my mind wasn't in the right space, it was just still feeling shit. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, that pretty much was like most of that year it was just still same thing, like feeling feeling lost. mm And because I was studying, I was just hating it. And and just everything was kind of like, felt like it was falling down. And really, I don't think it was that big in my head. Mm. But yeah, it did feel quite unusual. Mm. And then, yeah, I guess it was more so moving out of that. Um, And then it was just through like different waves. Like I was getting depressed again and then, like feeling good and then depressed and then feeling good, mm. and it kind of just still went on for a couple of years and gradually started getting worse. Like I was in a relationship, came out of it because it was like just quite quite toxic. I mean nothing on the person. Mm. We mm. just both weren't in the right headspace to be in a position yeah, um, sure. to love each other.
2: Yeah.
1: And then, yeah, it probably wasn't until twenty twenty where the start of it well, in of 2019 like 2020 um after like the relationship had ended I just kind of openly admitted to my family first mainly most, I think it was my friend first so I told and I was like bro I need to tell you like I'm not okay mm. like I'm going through shit I've been like self harming I don't feel good mm. um like yeah, it's quite tough. I don't know what to do. Mm. Like, I am I'm just feel real lost at the moment. Mm. And that was the hardest thing to do. Mm. I think I told mum, yeah, like, a little bit after as well. Because mm. her and I were real close. Um, And I remember, like, pulling over on the side of the road, just breaking down. Yeah. I was, like, shaking, bro, trying to tell her.
2: Mm.
1: I was, like, I'm. I remember saying, like, I'm so sorry, but like, I'm not okay, like, I feel so mm-hmm. depressed, I feel real lost, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do, and, like, I remember telling her the night before, like, I, I was like, I'm so sorry, it's pretty, this, I don't know why, I find this real funny, but I was like, yeah. I'm sorry I had a long shower, but, like, I was, like, harming myself, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. where no one could see. Yeah, Um.
0: it's crazy that the first thing we do is apologise when we tell yeah. someone that, like, we've got something to be sorry for, it's like.
1: <laughs> like, you feel vulnerable, you but do, it's bro, like, yeah, you don't massively. need to, like, you yeah. should feel proud that you're. Expressing yourself to people now, and you're yeah. telling them that you're not okay. Do you feel
0: like that now? Looking back, do you feel proud of yourself for doing that? Hundred yeah, percent, bro. Like good, bro. I tell
1: people all the time now. Yeah. Like yep. they're going through stuff, and I'm so open. I'll be like, Yeah, I've been there, mm. bro. Like I've had depression. Yeah. And they kind of think you're joking because you're so open yeah. and just so. But cool that's how it should it. be,
0: you know. Mm. We should be able to just like ask people, and like you know how you you'll see someone catch up with someone you like you know how's things bro you should just be able to say like how's your mental health bro and it should be as normal as asking how's your family or whatever it should be that normal it's not it and that's the
1: weirdest thing but like i guess just sharing that and telling them Mm. changed my whole life around like Mm. i could feel the like suddenly just come into my life Mm.
0: and that's huge bro like
1: things just started to get better and I started taking a lot more note of the triggers that were making me Mm. go into those holes. Yeah. And, you know, they were real simple things Mm. that didn't even cross my mind.
0: They often are, eh? Just real simple, basic stuff. Like,
1: biggest thing, just, like, my diet, my sleep, who I was hanging around, like, just Mm. my circle of influence and just, like, even social media was a big one as well. Just seeing a lot of things that, weren't healthy for my mind and like mm. yeah and i just kind of changed that around and then i ended up um linking up with a life coach back home because i wanted to change what i was doing because i kind of dropped out of studying mm. and wanted to kind of hone in more on my um passion mm. being like a creative and then yeah that's when stuff just really started to take off and like i felt like i actually had a purpose again yeah because for neat. so long i felt lost and i just didn't really know what my purpose was or yeah. Like, why I was even here, like yeah, it wasn't worth
0: it, I know that feeling massively, eh? yeah,
1: and it's cool like when you start to open up, people can understand you and mm. like people just kind of started coming in and helping me out and mm. like always checking in on me. I mean, my stepmom was a huge, huge help mm. going through this, um she actually lost one of her sons to suicide, wow, um, yeah, so I, at the time like. I didn't really know him that great because my dad and her had kind of just met. Um, but that was huge. Like, I remember the pain just felt being around them like it was crazy. And mm. so for her, like hearing what I was going through was so big and like, she could understand mm. and like, it was just nice to, you know, like have her input and cause she works in mental health now and, oh, yeah, yeah, um, like after after yeah my brothers passing but mm. it was just you know having those people there to help you out and mm. i guess that's what we're trying to do here is um like what we were saying before just sparking that chat mm. yeah getting anything in that you can to just say hey look i'm not okay mm. and then yeah like stuff does get better mm. start to change around and you can kind of focus on what you what you really want yeah like absolutely I don't know about you bro, but i think that's one of the biggest things as well for me is that if you have something that you want to do like if you have a passion as well like just find a way to do it oh yeah like absolutely bro it is going to be hard but you're going to be so much better and you're going to flourish more when you're in an environment that you like and mm-hmm. that. You- like you can really work with and mm. what works for you in terms of your skills or like yeah. your strengths and whatnot.
0: Absolutely, man. Like my biggest fear in life now that I've kind of moved through those obstacles is just waking up every day and not doing something that I'm excited to do. Yeah. You know, like it, that, that to me terrifies me. Mm. Cause I know people who work in these jobs that they absolutely hate because it's good money or it's comfortable or yeah. whatever, but they, they hate it, man. You spend 80% of your life at work. It's like, if you're not doing something you love every single day, you are doing yourself a disservice. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what you're saying, bro. Like, I think finding a passion. If you're having mental health problems, you just need to look at, I mean, of any kind. First, take a look at what you're doing every day. Because if it's something that stresses you out, if it's something that makes you anxious or upset or sad, you work with people you don't like, whatever it is, like, start with that, you know? Because Mm. that's what's, you're giving all of your energy to something that isn't giving you anything back.
1: And that's yeah.
0: that'll 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 eat you up from the inside, man. You know what I mean? That shit'll. Yeah,
1: it's it's crazy how how fast like things can kind of just take a turn when like you think stuff's okay, but you just go into mm. it like not knowing that that's what you want to do. Mm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it's a it's a it's a scary thing as well. Like taking a leap. Like if you've been yep. working in a career or, you know, an industry for such a long time and you finally admit to yourself, like, holy shit, you know, I, I wanna be a, a photographer, I wanna yep. be, you know, I wanna be whatever it is, a sports coach, whatever yep. whatever it is you wanna do. That's a scary thing, taking that leap. Like and being like, I'm getting out of this to to follow your dreams. Mm. It's scary and it should be scary, but like the rewards that you can get from chasing what you really are meant to do in this world they eclipse any kind of bad thoughts or, or any kind yeah. of bad experience. Like, and I say this because I spent like I dropped out of my degree. Spent like four years out working in jobs that I hated, and I just wasn't right for. And I was in denial though. I was like, Nah, this is a good job. Like, you know, I'm I'm in a good place. I'm making good money. Like, that's that's the that's life, right? That's what you're supposed to do. But it's not, man. And as soon as I came back yeah. and decided to finish my degree and actually start pursuing what I love, I just felt like me again. You know. And I just felt like, fuck. And it just it just cuts me up to see like some of my good friends go through this. And I'm thinking like, man, you guys are just suffering. You know, mm. like I don't I don't want you to wake up at 60 one day and just be like, holy shit, I've just wasted my life doing something that I don't care about. Yeah. Like that's, I don't know, man. it just it scares me. You know, it yeah. scares me. But, and I but think yeah.
1: I guess like exactly what you said, um, is so true. And like that's like what I've been saying this whole time with our podcast and like bringing it all together and what Mm. we're trying to achieve is like we're both super passionate about mental health like Mm. we've been there um you know like nobody's story is more worse off than anyone else I mean like it does get tough but we all have our own challenges as well Mm. so like Mm. don't feel like you're worse than anyone else Mm. or that like someone might have it better or that like you don't deserve it because someone is worse than you just mm, like mm. any little thing to do with your mental health like sparking that chat is awesome mm. and just like being honest and mm. helping yourself to move forward
0: mm. and that's that's super important I eh? like what you've just kind of said there is like that other thing of like comparing yourself yeah to other people is such a dangerous thing man you know like i I used to do it all the time i still catch myself doing it occasionally where you'll like look at someone who's maybe working a job you want to be working or they've gone to a point in their life that you want to be at and you're looking being like why can't that be me and it's just like you can't think like that because everybody's journey is different Mm -hmm. everybody has a different path to getting to where they need to be and it's like if you're doing everything right don't worry about what everyone else is doing worry about your own thing you know yeah and even if it's a small little thing that like, it, you know, you look at someone's like, oh man, this guy's got depression, anxiety, you're like I'm just had a bad day. It's like, that doesn't mean you're any better or worse than that person. Like if you're feeling upset, even just a little bit, that's important, like mm. that is really important. So don't think, because that's how it starts. You know, you, you, have, yeah. you let something little bother you and you're like, you put it away and you're like, ah, oh, nah, I'm just, I'm just being a baby, ah, oh, I'm just being a pussy. It's like, nah, that is how it begins. That's how that spiral begins. so. Mm. If you, even if you just have a, a shitty day at work and everything else is fine in your life, just go and talk to someone about it. Just be like, "Bro, I've had a shit day. I need to like debrief with you." Yeah. And it's it's literally it's therapy, man. Like it makes you feel so much lighter and mm. so much happier. But but don't think like that your problem doesn't mean anything because it it means everything, and yeah. it's important you go the right way about about sorting it out. You know.
1: Yeah. Just always like. Sometimes it does seem selfish, but mm. you know you have to put yourself first. In Absolutely. The in these situations because at the end of the day like you're doing it for you and you know you do have other people involved but mm. like you're number one like you you come first mm. and you know like you don't want to let yourself be jeopardized or like kind of put yourself down when you're in a mm. situation like where we both were and that's yep. what was happening because once you start to kind of neglect yourself mm. and forget about who you really are mm what you're saying like that spiral just starts happening you start going down down
0: yeah and the thing is once you once that spiral begins it becomes it's like what i was saying before it's hard to see that when you're in it like you don't notice it other people might notice it but even then like you as you start to kind of decline you just constantly are in denial to yourself and you can't actually see the trajectory that you're on because you're in it rather than outside it and (laughs) that's that's a really dangerous thing you know so it's tough it's tough to deal with your problems it's tough to deal with stuff that's going on in your head but all you need to do is take just one person just talk Mm. to one person whoever it is your girlfriend boyfriend partner wife mum dad whoever it is just just have that conversation and even if you just say to them like hey look i'm going through some stuff but i'm only ready to talk i'm only ready to just tell you that for today Mm. and then next day maybe you say I'm having trouble at work or I'm having relationship yeah. issues just little baby steps you know it doesn't have to be a full unload like we've done yeah. today because obviously we've gone through this stuff so we can <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. about this stuff at length but it doesn't have to be like that it doesn't have to un- you don't have to unload everything just little bits at a time and then eventually you'll start to feel that weight on your shoulders just lift and you- you'll realise that yeah. talking and just korero is, is everything that's
1: yeah like the most amazing feeling like even just a little chat that you have mm. doesn't have to be a big but nah. even just one little thing like yeah i remember when i first did it and it was just like
0: oof. oh it's massive it's eh? like it's like when you've been holding your breath for yeah. ages and you finally take a breath and you just feel that relief you're like and you're just like wow holy shit yeah everyone was right like yeah talking about it is what you need to do because for ages like i was like nah i'm tough as fuck man I yeah about <laughs> that, that, that shit like come on thing, bro yeah. but then as soon as you start talking and now i'm like the biggest advocate for it you know yeah which is why, like, if I ever get drunk, I'm like, in my friends' ears, like, bro, how are you? But how are you really doing? You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, that's what—that's important, though. You know, like, yeah. it's important, and, and especially when you've got mates who, who aren't really talkative anyway. You gotta yeah. just—you gotta let them know, hey, bro, I'm here, and that's it.
1: Yeah. So I'm um, just kind of lighting, lightening things up a little yeah, bit yeah.
0: now. Let's lift the mood a little bit.
1: <laughs> lightning, lighting light lightning uplifting lightning that word, lightning sorry words. lightening. yeah yeah <laughs> Jeez, you got my horrible english there <laughs>
0: no you got it bro that was um, it got there in the end oof.
1: right yeah so i think man pretty cool what we've gone on about like, i'm stoked mm. where we're heading and i hope like um you guys are listening mm. i'm getting on board i don't even know how long we've been recording for but yeah okay, that's a good I question guess. actually a little while but um it's been pretty raw and real mm.
0: but you know our stories now yeah. you know you know who we are you know why we're here to talk about this stuff you know what it is that we're trying to achieve so now that you know us you know we we want to know you you know what i mean mm. i think we you know it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter if you're a lawyer or a student or who the hell you are we we want yeah. to hear about these stories you know but um this is us and we're we're just trying to do what we can to help the World, really, right
1: exactly. Bro, mm. I think just before we um, do finally wrap up, maybe just like a quick little fire about ourselves. Um, mm. oh, yeah, like how old we are, what we do, yeah, just so good people call. can kind of get our background, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. um, maybe Start, just a little bit about um, the journey that we're going to mm. be going through with Mickey Day with pops mm. in there mm. and mm. how we're going to be incorporating this mm. and the ethos of that brand all together because this is what it's all about mm. and mm. what their main mission is about, um, yeah, and for us as well, so. Yep. Cool. You go, bro. Sweet. Getting I kick up off. Um, man, so my, my name is Quinn, Quinn Phelan. I uh, grew up at Otorua. um, Yeah, in the North Island there, in New Zealand. I'm 21 at the moment. And, yes, yeah, so I've just recently moved up to Auckland, working in film and television. Um, I guess what I was talking about before, wanted to change my life around and knew that a creative industry was really the one for me. I'd always been passionate about it and it really just sparked that fire in me. Um, yeah, so decided to get into a bit of a photography, um, and then now sharing this podcast, because really passionate about my mental health journey, and sharing it with others to so just help people and inspire. And through that, I guess I came along you bro. So. Jack, do you want to kind of take over? I will. Share a um, bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, um, my name's Jack Anderson. Um, and as, as Quinn said, yeah, like, uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm currently my third year studying uh, radio at AUT. Um, hey, Doing a little bit of casual producing um, that I at NZME, which has been pretty cool. Um, learning the ropes of the the greats who have come before me. Um, trying to kind of get into a career in radio because growing up I, I had a big mouth, still do. Uh, it got me into more trouble than it got me out of. But I realised, you know, if I looked at my life and I was like, what can I do with this strange talent? Yeah. And I was like, radio man, it seems like the way to go. So hammering that trying to finish strong this year. Um, but aside from that, um, I also work, uh, I do social media and marketing management for Mickey Day, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a second, but um, Mickey Day is uh, a brand started by our mutual friend, which who we've mentioned before, who's um, not only one of like who's become one of my good friends he was my barber originally is that how you met him originally as well or yeah yeah, yeah. met him
1: through um through bore and blade bro yeah. just through shout a out bore and blade friend.
0: if you're a dude and you want a mean fade bore and blade Ponsonby, yeah, see, it's, it's the <laughs> handiwork right here, you know. Look no further, Ponsonby, uh, Wynyard Quarter and Wellington. But um, yeah. yeah, so we both met uh, Hops, who um, you know, he, he actually read my writing on on my Instagram, and he asked me, hey bro, could you start managing mm. this new this new brand, this new online brand, uh, Mickey Day, which is a men's hair care brand that he started with a with a mate of his, um, and yeah, we, uh, Quinn and I have just kind of met through him, and we we wanted to make this. Uh, this podcast to kind of go hand in hand with that brand because um, the biggest thing about uh, this brand, what sets it apart from um, others of its of its kind, are that we have a big focus on on positive mental health practices um, for men, uh, for everyone really, but with a yep. focus on on men, you know, because at the end of the day we are men, and you know we know that's a big problem in New Zealand. Yep. Um, the brand donates ten percent of of all proceeds to um, to men's mental health, um, so we wanted to make this podcast and kind of to run on. Alongside that, um, to kind of just, uh, yeah, like like what Quinn was saying, just kind of, uh, I guess, represent the ethos of the brand and and help um, people get to know who we are. Because it's real easy to kind of give out mental health tips from behind a social media account, but people take you more seriously and they want to listen to you when they know who you are. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly, um bro. So yeah, Quinn, this is really this is a lot of in a lot of ways, this is Quinn's baby right here. You know, he's yeah. been the, the driving force behind this podcast and he's been the one who kind of brought all this stuff to me and said, Bro, like this is what I want to create. Yeah. Like, are you interested? And I was just like, Absolutely, bro. So mm. shout out to Quinn for, for kind of Thank getting you, us here at the end of the day. Um but yeah, that's that's in a nutshell kind of what we're what we're hoping to do here. Um so yeah, do you have anything else you wanna
1: Probably just recapping bro and I guess what what, the little episode, well, I don't know if it was a little, I think we are recording for quite oh, we a got while. Oh, we got a good bit there, yeah. But um, just sort of what it was about, and yeah, like, the main things for us was, you know, just being able to spark that first chat, admitting that if you are going through stuff, mm. that you're not okay, people are going to accept you for it. Mm. No one's going to look at you any different, because mm. at the end of the day, you know, as we were saying, like, you're number one, you come first. That's it, Yeah. Um,
0: and it's actually going to bring you closer to the people around you as well because when you go through these things you put a wedge around yourself so no one can get too close as soon as you start talking to people man it's going to make you close to your friends your family your partner so we're just trying to help Mm. help you do that whoever you are you know and uh yeah
1: yeah and we're just going to be doing that through being raw real open and honest and yeah just you know yeah Going to try and, and get people
0: Yeah, forward. try and get some other people, other mm. perspectives, you know, because perspective just helps you broaden your horizon, you know. And yeah. the more we hear, the more we experience, can help us be more well rounded human beings, which yep. is pretty epic, 100%, you know.
1: And whether that's through, you know, people in business, um, like Hops, I guess, our, our mutual mate there mm. with Mickey Day, mm. who's um.
0: I think we'll have to get Hobson one time to share his story as well because I I know bits and pieces of his story but I think that's something he'll want to share so we'll definitely get him in for another episode Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah and just you know like anything to make people better because at the end of the day we're trying to be the podcast for those that matter.
2: Mm, That's it.
1: At the end of the day that person that matters is you.
2: Mm. That's it. That's the
1: bottom line.